Hello, my name is Craig Holm here. We're here for a fabulous question and answer session on interest only loans. And uh, now Jeremy Reynolds, convener for today's question and answer session. He'll introduce the other sp two speakers today. Hi everyone, I'm Jeremy Reynolds, Money Coach here, hosting today's session on the sometimes controversial and often misinformed topic of interest only loans. So today I have with me experts that are going to help you to achieve your financial goals and protect you. First of all, to the left of me, we have Mr Trevor Bryans, Senior Mortgage Broker and Finance Specialist. And to my right, we have Talitha Holm, budgeting expert. So today we have a series of questions that we're going to endeavour. Uh, and also, if you have any questions during this, please write them in the comments below. Tag your friends and we would love to reach each and every one of you and be able to help you with your needs. But before we move on today, I'd like to put a, a brief verbal disclaimer for you all. Everything that we, we say today uh, should be received as... Uh, general information for training purposes. If you'd like to have, hear about how we can help you specifically, uh, we can arrange an obligation-free call to look at your individual circumstances, needs and goals. Okay, so the first question for today, we do a, a Q&A format and uh, we have some very, very important questions about interest-only loans. The first one is, how can changes in a person's circumstance increase the risk for interest-only loans? Great question and something that we are very well aware of and we talk about all the time, yet it's a shame there's not many people that get the right advice about actually taking this as a consideration. Uh, so first of all, I'll field this one to Mr. Trevor Bryant, as you've uh, probably dealt with uh, more, more, uh, more clients in the mortgage space than than just about any any broker around. So, what are your thoughts about this? Okay, thanks very much, Jeremy. Yes, it is a big concern, uh, particularly where people take interest-only loans for a reasonably long period of time. Um, I'm talking three to five years, for example. Now, during that time, circumstances change. Uh, you get increases and decreases of income through changed employment but you also get changes in expenses. Now, here's where a lot of people think that an interest-only loan is set and forget. They think that the payments are not going to suddenly increase significantly, and they go out, replace their motor vehicle, just for example, on finance. Uh, that might be costing them an extra six, $800 a month. Now, while it's interest only, that may be affordable, but then suddenly uh, they're at the end of their three to five year period of time and the bank wants you to start increasing your repayments to meet the expected maximum term of 30 years on most home loan facilities. Now, you've also probably perhaps got the situation where during that period of time, rates have increased. So suddenly your payments have gone up significantly on your home loan and quite often there's the unreal belief that the home loan are bad guys in this situation. It's not really the case insofar as 
you would have been advised and knew from day one that this is going to happen. Unfortunately, most people set and forget and they don't believe that it's ever going to come around. So what, what is the real cause of the current financial circumstances? Perhaps, yes, it's an increase in interest rates, an increase in repayments. That's what people feel. But what you've got to, I believe, accept is that that was always a commitment that was coming up. And it should have been taken into account during that three to five year period where you've maybe changed your circumstances with that, that new purchase. So here, what can we do to help? Okay, it's a case where you've obviously got to reduce your expenditure in some way or another. And that's where our new budgeting service may be a benefit to help. So maybe we'll put it over to Talitha yeah. who can just explain to you what this is all about yeah. and maybe what it can do to help you. Fantastic. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, so we're just about to launch a new product service that helps clients uh, achieve their goals, whatever goals it may be, and obviously looking at their situation, their current situation, and looking where you're at, looking at your income versus expenditure, and going through every single transaction to try and help you work out, okay, is this achieving my goal? Is this expense really necessary? And how and where can we save you money? And often, you know, looking at the future as well. So if you've got a home loan, that your interest rates will change and it's looking like it most certainly will. Whatever home loan you got, especially interest only, that has might, might have already changed and you're going, I'm not sure if I can afford another rate rise. And that's where we work with you and look at everything. And we, we hold you accountable and that's something that sometimes you need to achieve your goals. We hold you accountable in terms of, you know what, we're here to help and support you 100%. And um, we're behind um, your decisions in terms of this is what you want to do to achieve your goals. That's where we look at it. And we've found that we've helped several clients already, you know, make their home loan repayments affordable. And that's real key. Just by looking at your expenses, let's say, in other areas as well. And then we work with you together that, you know, once the rate rise does come, you're, you're not in shock. You're expecting this, you're prepared, and we're working with you every step of the way. So that's where we can help with that as well. So Fantastic. On that note, I, I gleaned a, a few key words there, and I want to bring a few of these, these concepts together. Change in circumstances uh, happen to everyone. Uh, I always encourage people to think, well, uh, where are you today, and, and what's happened in all areas of your life over the last 12 months? And what's happened in the financial markets in the last 12 months? What's happened in the real estate market in just 12 months, let alone five years? Now this is where, uh, this, this is often missed by, uh, let's say our competitors and where Alpha Finance Solutions can, can make sure that you're getting some really good benefits and value. The key is, is that we don't believe it's actually up to you to monitor these things completely, right? It's actually up to us as a team of professionals, yet told you accountable, it's actually up to us to stay in regular contact with you and ask you the right questions and the key questions so then we can move with you and help you adapt to your changes. Uh, all too often there's uh, what I would call uh, financial commentators out there and yes, they serve their purpose, but not when they're the person that's meant to be giving you personal advice. 
So they'll say, yeah, well, this changed, so what? Okay, you'd better deal with that. But what I'm gonna say is, great, you've had some changes, we're gonna call you before you've even prompted us that there has been a change. There needs to be a regular checkpoint for review, for assessment in, within the loan space, but absolutely external to that loan as well, uh, involving budgeting, involving taxation, uh, involving financial planning advice as well, to ensure that first of all, before those changes happen, we can minimise the negative impacts of those changes. So this will be with the right financial strategy to begin with. But second of all, having certain mechanisms in place for risk, so then if something does change, we can actually make the changes to your, to your, your finances. It might be the loan structure, it might be how you actually uh, repay the loan, it might be how you manage your existing uh, other expenditure, or, or be aware of what could be happening within the tax space as well. And we're here to help with those things before you even know that that change might have an impact. Uh, thanks. Next question, please. What is the difference between interest-only loans for property investors and interest-only loans for owner-occupiers? It's really apples and oranges, I would say, meaning that though you can't put a, a square peg in a round hole. And that's often what people are trying to do. They say, well, I've got, I've got this solution, which is an interest-only loan, and I'm going to try and cram any particular client circumstances to fit that. It's actually got to work the other way around, where we look at the client's needs and then, work, and then actually develop a plan and a, and a situation and a solution that suits them. Now, specifically related to uh, owner-occupied versus, versus the investment purposes, uh, please, um, Trevor, explain the differences and the considerations that you yeah. Thanks very much. Okay, I suppose the main difference between the two is, as Jeremy has said, apples and oranges. Okay, investment loans have a benefit, usually by way of tax deductions, and people seek these out. Now, if you're buying an investment purely for tax benefits, then maybe it's a case where you should reconsider your options, but that is a benefit. The real risk, as I see it, is owner-occupied, where you are going interest only, knowing full well that eventually you're going to have to start meeting principal and interest repayments, and that you don't have the current financial ability to do so. Now, in those circumstances, there is a real risk and if your income doesn't increase to the level where it, it's going to happen whether you want it to or not. So you've got to have a long-term plan, long plan as to how you're going to achieve that goal. Now, if you, for example, take an interest only three years simply because you can't afford principal and interest repayments from a start, what is your situation going to be in three years' time? If your income hasn't increased significantly, your payments will, because those payments are now calculated upon you repaying that original loan amount over a shorter period of time. So you're, you're, maybe your income is stable, you're still in the same job, nothing's changed, okay, you might think that's good, but come principal and interest repayment time, your payments are going to be higher than they were 
on day one. Now, if you can't afford them on day one, what, how are you going to afford them in three years' time? Uh, what are you going to do about it? You really need that long-term plan. Maybe it's a case where, yes, you're studying and you hope that you've cha you'll change jobs within that period of time to a higher income paid position. Okay, that might be viable if it happens, but that's probably in the minority. Most people are going to be in real strife, and I believe that's what is happening now. People are getting to the end of their term, payments are going up, and they have no plan or options to recover. So what do you do about it? Okay, you need to get professional advice. Give us a call, we're happy to help. No obligation, no cost. Or at the very least, seek some sort of professional financial advice from financial planners. Go in and talk to your lender. They're a good place to start. See what can be done to help you. Um, perhaps it's a case of refinancing and consolidating any other debts that you've maybe incurred during that period of time. It may be a case where, yes, you have to refinance with another lender and go back to a full 30-year term on principal and interest. So those options are possible, but you really need to talk to someone about it. Thanks, Trevor. What I'd like to touch on here is uh, when we're looking at, at a property for investment purposes versus an owner-occupied property, I'll, I'll get rid of some of the lingo. We're looking at a home, we're looking at, so where you live, that's the owner-occupied. On the other side, something which is for investment purpose, which poses the big question twofold. A home should ultimately, your goal should be to own, own the asset. Okay, that's, that is a very, and that's a simplistic view of it. So your strategy should be connected to do, to maximise your efforts in trying to own that asset as soon as possible. Investment can be slightly different. So the investment, there could be a, a strategy regarding taxation, there could be a strategy regarding uh, capital gains, and those things you should really be working with uh, fab, fab tax and accounting to make sure that you're not blatantly or blankly saying, well, this property is for investment purposes, uh, and the, I'm doing interest only for tax reasons. Well, what are the tax reasons? What are the tax reasons that relate to your specific scenario? For all you know, based on your income, if you're not necessarily the high income earner, you could be better off on P&I or principal and interest. Now, on the owner-occupied side, talking about trying to actually own that home, and it can be a confronting point that I have said to many clients, and sometimes I can be a little bit cheeky and say, well, you're not here to actually get a loan, are you? And they go, well, of course I am. Well, that's part of it. That's a mechanism. That's a catalyst. They're actually coming to meet me all the time because they want to own the home of their dreams. Mm -hmm. They actually want to get rid of the debt, which leads me to a point of saying, well, if you, first of all, your uh, thoughts and your perceptions may be wrong that you can't afford to pay the principal interest on your home. And again, state to state, property to property, there's different values and there's slightly different arenas that we're working in. But before you get that loan and before you've actually uh, galvanised your thought to think, yeah, I, I, the only way I can do this is, print, is interest only on my own occupied, what am I actually going to talk to you and, and, and pose some questions to you is think is about, well, first of all, um, how do you know that 
what is your current income and expenditure? Is there a way to actually sort out and manage those potential issues and problems and get good advice about your expenditure and your current expenditure and your future expenditure rather than trying to get your expenditure to fit into the loan, which is very much what we do in the budgeting space. And there's a topic which we talk about. We've got fixed costs, right? As soon as you've got that loan, you've, fairly much, you've pretty much got a fixed cost there. But let's talk a little bit about some of these uh, discretionary costs that people don't know about or they're not aware of and they're spending all the time. And uh, I'll give you a, a real a softball into this one, Talitha, as our budgeting expert. You know, I don't, I don't spend much money, the client says, on lifestyle. Um, uh, my lifestyle, I live very cheaply. Uh, how can we help with budgeting? What are some of the identifiers that we can see along that? Yeah, way? so what we do first of all is we look at your transactions. So I know that I've had several clients, and you know, this <coughs> included, saying, oh yeah, I think I spend maybe 200 a week on entertainment, and that covers a range of like restaurants, alcohol, um, just, you know, just enter, general entertaining thing. And, and when you actually look at the transaction, so what is actually going on with your bank account? Where is that money going? And that's where you see that real figure. So getting real. So in terms of, yeah, so we look at your transactions and we show the figures actually, the amount is four times that. And we look at, you'd be like, is it really necessary, let's say, to go out at a restaurant three or four times a week? Uber Eats is now making things a lot easier. Yes. We're seeing that, um, you know, Afterpay is a huge expense. If anyone doesn't know Afterpay, it's the retail industry saying that you can buy this and you can pay with Afterpay for four easy payments. But hang on a second, that's still a cost that the consumer doesn't see up front, but in four weeks' time, it's still a cost. So we're looking at everything. So everything in detail and going, all right, is this expenditure, you know, you really want to own that home. You really want to pay off this home as, as soon as possible. Is buying something and putting on afterpay or having Uber Eats three times a week, is that really going towards that dream of owning your own home? And that dream is really achievable. It's much more affordable than people think, but you just have to be a little bit disciplined. And that's, that's super easy. Once you get over the whole thing of you know, the fear of missing out, which is a big thing I found with my clients, it's actually, hang on a second, that feeling of knowing that you're financially independent, financially secure, and you've got a team around you that are helping you achieve that, that's a better feeling than getting the latest, I don't know, what, what did I purchase the other day? Something from David Jones, 40% off. But it's in line with my goals anyway. But we're all going to do that. But that's, you know, it's achievable as long as you've got that team around you and you're dedicated to achieving this. So, in summary for that question, first we'll know what the goals are, what the end product, what you're looking at. On the owner-occupy space, know before you actually use your own uh, financial uh, acumen to determine whether you're going, which sort of loan that you should get and what your budget is. It's actually the result, the role of the financial professionals to work, work with that. So I say never say never. We could actually, not only have we helped people and instructed them to go on a principal and interest loan where they thought they could only go on interest only, with the right strategy, with people like myself and, and Trevor and Talitha combined, we can actually show you how to pay off your loan sooner. Yeah. So these are people that come in, the, and, and I've seen, seen a domino with this. They've said, no, I could never get a home loan. Okay, and then they said, well, I think I can only do it interest only. Okay, well, I can actually do it principal and interest. Well, did you realise that we've actually worked out, put these things together and have a applicable budget, and we've actually helped you 
pay off your loan sooner, which is one of the key ways that we can save you the most amount of money. Uh, next question, please. Okay, this is the next question from our Facebook viewers. Are there any other ways, uh, other than what you've already mentioned, to save money with your home loan repayments? Absolutely. Uh, the first thing that I would, I would suggest is getting a home loan health check. Uh, all too often, uh, people are busy doing what they do best, right? So uh, you have a set of skills, you have an occupation, a profession, uh, and, and you utilise that. What you're not necessarily an expert on is your home loan, right? You, most people make their payments. Some are a little bit more knowledgeable and might learn how to manage some of the other aspects of it. But ultimately, the first thing is, is to review, for, for someone in our team, to review your, your current circumstances and your current loan to see if you are getting the best possible rate for your individual circumstances. Now, if, if you have any doubt that you're on the best rate, that's enough for us to work with to see if we can do better. The second thing that I would say is say, if you've got an existing loan, you might be in a scenario where you think, well, okay, do we refinance, do we not refinance? The way you actually utilise your loan is actually really important as well. Uh, I'll get Trevor to talk about this a little bit, bit, bit as well, about how you actually make your payment. Say some of the things which are really simple that people don't know how to use is your repayment frequency, for instance. Talk about that with us for a bit. Quite correct there. Um, a lot of people would perhaps still be paying a minimum monthly payment due on the last business day of each month. Now, just in simple terms, what that means is your debt has not changed for 30 days. So they're calculating interest on that total amount for the full 30 days. Now if you restructure and just make fortnightly and or even weekly repayments to suit, what that means is that every 14 or even 7 days, the balance on which they're calculating their interest has reduced slightly. So each time you make a payment, your debt goes down, and the more often that balance goes down, the less interest that you will pay over the full period of the month, and the more comes off your principal. So it is a simple, effective way of even reducing the term of your loan. Um, another thing that has happened in the past where you get rate reductions Maintain your existing repayment levels. Now that's an extra amount coming off your principal every time you make a payment. There is also a product referred to as a 100% offset account. Some of the lenders call it a set-off account. Same thing. Basically what you can do is have all of your money going into that account and getting a benefit of an interest rate exactly the same as what you're paying on your home loan. The interest is offset to your home loan, so the benefit you get is not taxable, and this can reduce your loan term by simply having your money in that account until such time as you spend it. Okay, you, put, you get your money in on a, every 14 days, but you're not spending every last cent of that on the first day, hopefully. Some of it's going to be there for right up for that 14 days, and you're getting a benefit on that money for doing nothing. 
it's just sitting there waiting to be spent. And if you, for example, have also an interest-free period on your credit card, put your expenditure on that credit card and leave your money in that set-off account on the due date for payment of your credit card. You make the payment directly from your set-off account and go on for the next period. So you're getting a no cost on your credit card, which is a good way of using them. You're getting the benefit of your money sitting in an account, earning interest at the same interest rate as what you're paying on your home loan. Now, who wouldn't want to earn 4% plus and not pay any tax on it? Uh, I don't think there's any other sort of product anywhere in the marketplace. You might be lucky. I know I saw a ad the other day for an account. The interest rate was 0.5%. Now, you compare that with 4%. No tax bar. Big benefit. So talk to someone and see if you can get a loan which includes these set-off accounts. Fantastic, Trevor. And here's a little one about accountability, which is a, what Talitha was mentioning before. Having a plan and sticking to it can be two different things. Now, so Talitha has developed a strategy for you and a plan for you in place to save money and make some additional repayments. For argument's sake, you have a fairly tight budget, and, and many of us do, and we're going to make an extra $10 a week. How are you going to stay in touch with this person and keep them accountable to those additional repayments? How can you help them with that sort of thing? Yeah, so we, we meet them um, in terms of how to stay accountable um, through our software program you um, can set your, um, your budget and you can either receive an email, a text message, phone call, anything like that. So we personalise it for you. Um, if you're a texter, we're on the text straight away. If you prefer, hey, a phone call, like saying, hey, look, just a friendly reminder, um, just wanting to ensure that you're doing this. We're just going to go through the reasons why, if you need a refresher. But we're, you know, we're, we're working with you. And as Trevor was saying about those little trips, You've got to know what the industry are preparing to do, especially with the interest only on the credit card. They don't necessarily tell you when that interest only period's finished, but we will work with you to make sure that credit card is paid off and all the offset accounts and everything like that are utilised to ensure that you're saving money on your, like, on your home loan too. So yeah, definitely whatever works for you. We're on social media all the time. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, anything like that. Um, yeah, even if you prefer, you know, chatting to someone or coming in or home visits, anything, so. Absolutely, and what it comes down to is it's really important to get coached through these things. Uh, there's, no, there's no coincidence that we do these, these sessions for the very reason that we want to open your eyes even just a little bit to these particular issues, but what we would actually like to do as well is uh, give you the confidence to, to actually pick up the phone and have a, have a talk with one of our team. Or what would most likely happen is you'd have a consultation <coughs> and you'd find that there's multiple areas that we can help you save money uh, on the loan, within the loan, and you'd be absolutely amazed about how simple we can make it for you overall. What I'd like is one final question for the day. Thank you. Okay, so we've got this next question from Facebook. Is there a tax strategy uh, which causes a person uh, to have a reason to get an interest-only loan? Excellent, excellent question. So first of all, before we answer this, make sure that, as I'm answering this, this is definitely general advice. If there is a tax strategy, it needs to be the right tax strategy for you. 
Uh, but generally speaking, something that, that Trevor's worked with uh, the fab tax team many times over to make sure this is in place before he gives them the, the advice for the credit. Uh, what type of tax strategies can there be for someone getting an interest-only loan on investment property? Okay. The first thing to say is that it is not just a simple matter to say you get the maximum benefit for everybody. There are other things such as uh, your level of income and the rate of tax that you're actually paying. Now, if it's a case where you're only paying a small rate of tax in the dollar, then the benefits can be substantially less than maybe some other applicant who is on a high, high, much higher income, paying a greater amount of tax in the dollar. You, you know, you, you might be paying anything from 27 cents in the dollar up to 50, 60 cents in the dollar. So the higher the income, the more benefits there are available in that particular set of circumstances. But you have to come in, talk to someone, and find out how it meets with your particular set of circumstances. There's no way of saying that, yeah, I'm going to get 50 cents in the dollar back on this simply because it's tax deductible. It is your particular set of circumstances which needs to be assessed properly and accurately by a professional. Well, let me, let me flip that question around a little bit for you, Trevor, just to, to give a bit more further depth. What about then, if we have a client that's making their payment comfortably and actually isn't in a position where they have, have a tax issue? Could it be beneficial then, with the current rates in the market, for them to actually be paying principal and interest on that, on that line? Certainly. Um, if you have the ability to meet repayments and there's not a lot of benefit, perhaps, because the level of debt is not great, um, what you will find in the current set of circumstances that interest rates vary compared with an interest-only product or a principal and interest type product. Interest-only is currently attracting a higher rate of interest. You might be looking between 0.3 and 0.5 or even greater increase in your interest rates if you are on an interest-only facility. So maybe it's a case where you're better off paying principal and interest on a lower interest rate. Might not cost you much more per month. And if it's within your ability to meet that, then I would certainly recommend doing so. If you're on a 30-year loan term, the odds are that if you meet principal and interest, you're not going to reduce that loan significantly over the first couple of years, so it's going to have a, a minimal effect on your taxation deductions, but you're getting your loan at a cheaper interest rate. So you, you need to balance one against the other, and what is better for you? You get cheaper interest rate, which is a savings, you might not get quite as much of a tax benefit, but overall you could still be better off with the lower interest rate. So talk to us and we'll make some sort of assessment as to what is best for you. Thanks very much. That now brings us up to a conclusion of this session. But I know that we always leave you wanting a little bit more, but that's fantastic. We'll be here the same time next week with uh, going deeper into these issues and 
here to help you save money, and I'll leave you the final thought. If you have any questions, if you would like peace of mind, quite simply, Alpha Finance Solutions and the team of myself, Trevor, Talitha and others are here to help, and I look forward to hearing your, your comments today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.